Welcome to the first episode of the eBiomedicine podcast. I'm Liam Messin, Senior Editor at eBiomedicine. Hi, and I'm Julie Stacey, Editor-in-Chief. Each month, we'll be interviewing the authors of a paper recently published in our journal, giving them an opportunity to talk about the work and providing a deeper discussion of the research. For our inaugural episode, Liam interviewed Viviana Simon, professor at the Icon School of Medicine in Mount Sinai, New York, and Maria Rishigno, professor of pathology for the Humanitas University in Milan, about a letter they published in Biomedicine. They proposed that for some people who've had symptomatic COVID-19, a policy of one dose instead of two of the mRNA vaccines such as Pfizer and Moderna shots might be worth considering. For now, current guidelines remain at two doses for the mRNA vaccines, but Viviana and Maria make the case to Liam that a single dose might be sufficient for some people. You propose that patients that have already had symptomatic COVID should only be given a single dose of an mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, as opposed to two. Could you explain a little bit more about this? Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It's a real pleasure to to have this discussion. Um, I think it's a really important topic. Vaccines change everything for all of us around the world. In our article, we bring together different point of views from different groups that all did, did independent studies showing that individuals that had had previously COVID mount rapidly antibody responses to high levels. And based on those findings, we propose that we could expand the vaccine supply that is still really limited worldwide to prioritize and expand the doses available. So people that have not had COVID before require two doses, but those that had symptomatic COVID infection, those people know that they had COVID at this point in time, um, mount enough antibodies that we can feel that they could delay the second dose or even avoid the second dose. In the United States, the recommendation remain that everyone should get two doses of the mRNA vaccines or a single dose of the J&J. But uh, moving forward, we hope that those guidelines can be adjusted to a more individual point of view. And I think Maria has um, you know, insights from how Europe handles those um, situations. Okay, so thank you, Viviana. Yes, in order to uh, to travel in Europe, they have established a green pass. So a green pass allows people that have been vaccinated to uh, freely travel across Europe. And so before it, it was just uh, for for those that had been uh, vaccinated twice, and this was excluding the people that uh, having had the COVID would be would get vaccinated only once. But now uh, they have extended this green pass also to the people that have had. COVID before, and they have been uh, uh, just receiving only one shot of vaccine. So even if they had only one shot, since they had COVID, and so they, uh, the amount of immunoglobulins they have developed is as equal as those that have received two doses, they can travel easily across Europe as well. So they ha- can have this green pass. And in addition to those receiving green passes, who else benefits from implementing this single dose approach? We have to consider that if we spare vaccine doses, uh, besides the fact that there will be enough doses also, or probably enough doses also for uh, countries that are uh, have less availability of vaccines, uh, like uh, in Italy, for instance, uh, 
we had uh, in Europe in general, we had low availability of, uh, of vaccines. So sparing vaccine doses is important to allow more people to get vaccinated. And also for the third world countries uh, where availability of vaccines for the moment is really very limited. So having more doses uh, available for them, it's, uh, it's a huge global uh, um, uh, good attitude for, 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 for everybody to get vaccinated because we still have to remember that the most people are vaccinated, the less the possibility of uh, uh, new variants to arise. And so uh, the advantage of uh, vaccinating uh, the whole world will also be good for not only for the th third world countries, but also uh, for the rest of the world, because I will uh, reduce the spread of new variants. At this point, I think it's really important for the world that we distribute the vaccines to everyone as fast as possible. Now, if this were to be implemented. How do we make sure the right people are getting one dose? Currently, the FDA has approved over 64 different antibody tests that all differ with their performances, the antibodies, um, specific antibodies, they measure the viral antigens the antibodies have raised against. So there is a lot of room for confusion. So Moving forward, I hope that we will be able to, to center on a set of antibody tests that are standardized and report out um, results in international units so that one can actually compare the results from one assay to the other. So if I have an antibody test in Maria's clinic and an antibody test at Mount Sinai in New York City, that's uh, basically the results can be compared. So, but I don't think that people need an antibody test before getting vaccinated because it's sufficient to have the information of whether or not someone had symptomatic COVID to decide on who should think about whether or not one dose will be sufficient. And again, those options here in the United States are limited by the CDC um, guidance because if two doses of the RNA vaccines are still required to qualify as fully immunized. So our guidance is for everyone to get two, two vaccine shots. Um, it's not harming anyone. It's just possibly not using all the vaccine doses to the best of all our interest. We found that uh, um, out of more than 4,000 individuals uh, of our healthcare workers, only four did not get fully vaccinated after two doses. So we think that uh, it's really um, not required to, underst to understand whether they got uh, fully immunized or not, because they will be immunized uh, if they're healthy individuals. Regarding those that have been exposed to the, to the COVID-19, uh, uh, if they had to uh, get um, an antibody test before getting vaccinated, I don't think this is the case, because what we found is that if you are symptomatic, you need only one dose. If you had been asymptomatic, so if you didn't have any symptoms, you didn't know that you had COVID, you still require two doses in order to get full uh, vaccine. So I think that uh, it's not really uh, required to, to do a test, serology test before getting vaccinated, uh, but uh, probably even after if you are a healthy individual with the uh, mRNA vaccines. Would this work for those suffering from long COVID? Do we know enough about the immune response in these people? 
So in our studies, we have not looked at long COVID patients. This is a really, really complicated um, question. We are learning all the different symptoms that can be associated with long COVID. We have a very preliminary understanding what causes those symptoms. And in our studies, we have not determined whether or not symptoms changed after vaccination. We have recorded side effects associated with the vaccines, but not changes in COVID presentations or experience symptoms. But Maria has done some work on it. We, we just had uh, a few long COVID patients and we noticed that in some cases, but not all of the cases, if they got uh, vaccinated, in uh, some cases they, uh, they felt better as if their symptoms were reduced after vaccination. This might tell us that uh, their immune response was not perfect and so that uh, uh, when they received the vaccination, maybe they had uh, some uh, benefits. But uh, I think it's a bit too early to say something conclusive regarding this. The mRNA vaccines appear to be effective against the various variants of concern that have emerged, so far at least. Would one dose also protect against these variants? So we think in that basically the first dose of vaccine in people that had had previous COVID acts as a booster because they already had experience with the virus. And the first dose basically um, serves to increase the immune responses and, and raise them. When we measure antibodies, and antibodies are only one part of the immune responses elicited by a vaccine. This is also important to keep in mind. We have an entire additional branch of the immune system called T-cells that provides protection also. So all our, our studies look at antibody responses. And there we see that the People with previous COVID really react after the first dose, like people with, that never had COVID after the second dose. So the levels of antibodies suggest that there is sufficient neutralization activity to handle and the currently circulating viral variants of concern that are somewhat reduced in their sensitivity to antibody neutralization, but not to a level that would um, be of concern if you have those really high titers that we see after mRNA vaccination, after a single dose for COVID survivors and two doses for um, previously naive um, people. How long those immune responses will last? Are we talking about three months, six months, a year or two? This is something we don't know yet. So that's a topic of active research in, in many, many labs to basically look at the durability of those antibody responses and are there differences between different vaccines. So we have now follow-up in our cohort for three to four months and we see that um, people that had previous COVID maintain higher antibody levels than those that had um, no COVID. Again, in our studies, everyone got two shots. Um, and the antibody levels remain stable with a slow decline over time. But this is only now for a follow-up of three to four months. Um, first reports from Pfizer and Moderna reported that the antibody levels are stable for six to six months at this point. So this is a really rapidly moving field and we will learn more as, as time goes by. Regarding the variants of concern, 
I don't see why those that have received only uh, one vaccine doses, if they had been previously exposed to the SARS-CoV-2, should have less capacity to respond to the variants. As Viviana was saying, that these antibodies are highly neutralizing. So what we found in our experience is that already after the first dose, they get to more than 80% of neutralization. And so I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, as also for the two doses vaccine recipients, uh, this will be as good as uh, for treating the variants of concerns. So I don't think there is a major uh, concern regarding this. For what uh, Viviana was saying on uh, the duration of the antibody titers after vaccination, after the two doses of vaccination, we already started seeing that uh, there is a reduction in antibodies uh, in our healthcare workers. But this is uh, what is actually expected uh, because uh, um, it's too much waste of energy to make too many antibodies when there is no virus around. So you are expecting that at some point the antibodies will be dropping. But as Viviana was saying, there is also the T-cell response, uh, which is uh, also a memory response. And these are the ones that will probably allow us uh, to keep uh, uh, the vaccine effect for months and and so that uh, we'll be uh, ready to respond to to the virus uh, quickly and to produce new antibodies. So I'm I'm not uh, worried about that. Yes, a fascinating topic, which I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about as the need for global vaccine doses remains urgent. Agreed. Definitely a great conversation to kick the podcast off with. And Viviana and Maria had one last message for our audience. Get vaccinated. That's my my conclusion. Please, 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 everyone... Get vaccinated, convince your friends to get vaccinated, convince your family and grandmother to get vaccinated. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would agree more. I think that uh, uh, it's our responsibility to protect the people that uh, for some reasons, uh, they even if they get vaccinated, they are not immunized. This is the case of uh, some uh, tumor-bearing individuals uh, uh, that are immunocompromised. And so I think it is uh, our duty to protect these people. And so the only way to protect them is to have a community vaccination so that we can protect also the fragile people. I think this is uh, something that we should be doing, if not for ourselves, for the others. 